hey guys and welcome to sounds like nyc uh, my next guest is a folk rock artist uh based in brooklyn uh although she was born in belgium she spent uh most of her life moving around uh which has allowed her to you know soak up inspiration anywhere from you said from hong kong all the way to budapest right yeah i lived in hong kong when, until i was about 12 and then moved to budapest after spent six years there mm-hmm. kind of all over <laughs> <laughs> And her debut EP, uh, Miss It Paradise, is set to be released this summer. You can find her on Instagram at uh, this period is period cools. Uh, please welcome Evelyn Cools. Thank you. What's uh, what's going on? Um, well, currently I'm out in Pennsylvania, just uh, in the woods, trying to uh, get some space and and be creative in this crazy time. Mm-hmm. Probably the safest place to be in the woods right now. Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, it's what I was hoping for, to be honest. <laughs> gotcha. So, so how how have you been, uh, you know, dealing with it so far? You know, this whole uh, coronavirus thing. Um, it's. I think it's it's been definitely with ups and downs. I think everyone's feeling, you know, one one way one day, and then and then it can be completely different the next day. But yeah. um, as for for work wise, it's it's definitely been a, a difficult time, just as a musician performing artist mainly and then as a live sound engineer really all those things are are completely gone right now so just kind of trying to refocus on the creative things the things I can do on my own and then um, kind of getting everything set up for the EP as as good as I can in this time for sure so uh, I mean tell us a little bit about your your music like what do you what do you think inspires you Honestly, uh, nature is a huge part of it, um, but anything that has to do with um, real human connection, um, love, loss, um, especially being out in the natural world, and then just kind of finding, finding your path. I think with all my travels, that's been, that's been really something that's built up for me, just trying to find where you feel most comfortable, where you find the people that suit you the best, and um, just like creating your own home, redefining your sense of home is uh, a big, big inspiration for me. Kind of a weird place to pick uh, for for nature. Uh, you live in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, yeah, I live in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I honestly, I really hope that at some point I can um, be out in nature. But right now, it's important, I think, for me to be in a city. So I was um, in Los Angeles before this, and then um, my boyfriend and I relocated to Brooklyn for his work. So um, very, very exciting place to be. Just um, it's difficult to to get out in nature as easily. That's something I loved about Los Angeles. Just you you would drive for forty five minutes and be in the uh, Angeles National Forest and just completely in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> So, so would you say like you, cause you did move around a lot, like was any of that calculated or was it just like a matter of circumstances? Well, it was definitely a matter of circumstances growing up. Um, so we moved because of my dad's job. Um, but once I turned 18, it was very much me trying to figure out where I wanted to live short term or long term. So when I was 18, I moved to upstate New York for a little bit to go to college and then transferred to London for the music scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then really everything else, moving back to New York and LA and now New York again has been pretty calculated. Uh, and um, every place kind of falls into my life that 
the right time, just when I need to change. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's definitely been my, my own choices these last few years. That's good. So, uh, you know, touching base on, you said you were, you were in London. Um, was that when you first started uh, pursuing music? Yeah, that's, I studied a bachelor degree called cultural and creative industries there. So it was very much encompassing the creative sector. And I took a course in sound engineering, like an elective course there. And then it was just such an inspiring place for music, very Mm -hmm. scary sometimes and unforgiving, uh, playing in little pubs where either not a lot of people are listening or everyone's just really rowdy and drinking and with my kind of music that's definitely a challenge uh i try to bring a pretty peaceful atmosphere so um but it (laughs) but it was honestly the greatest learning experience for me um performing in such you know weird circumstances sometimes it was it was really what what shaped me as a performer today i think remember when we first spoke you said you played something like a hundred gigs in the first year or something yeah, I really um I started writing my own music and I figured if I was going to do it and try it then I really had to push myself as much as I could. So even if it was like really just <laughs> little gigs here and there, no pay for most of them, it was just such a such a good way to learn. Um so yeah, I think that first year I did about 100 shows in different little spots in in London and then I also organized a little European tour for myself, which was a whole experience in its own. Um, Really cool, but also terrifying. Um, But yeah, so just really pushing myself that first year. How how did that European tour go? It was good. I did. I got to go back to Budapest, which was really, really cool. Um, I played a So Far Sounds show there, which was in someone's apartment mm-hmm. um and then i did uh i did berlin i did the netherlands so it was really um not in not in big venues really unexpected places sometimes the, mm-hmm. the spot in berlin was uh, an old brothel that had like a, a venue in the basement and then the top levels were a bar with all the furniture stuck to the ceiling um upside down so it was just like really really cool weird experiences um yeah it was it was awesome but but you had never i guess done that before so how how was it trying to you know make that happen the first time definitely um well traveling a lot i've i'm pretty comfortable going to places that i've never gone before so there wasn't as much of a stress factor in that sense um and then i for the first time started a Kickstarter. So I tried crowdfunding, Mm -hmm. which um, went really well. And it it pushed me in in different ways. Like I auctioned off original songs that people could get on commission, Mm -hmm. which was really scary. I didn't know if I was going to be able to to do that, but um, it all all worked out. And I was traveling with with a friend who kind of filmed um, a lot of it. So it was nice to do with two people. Um, Definitely, definitely difficult sometimes and staying in in hostels or kind of weird places that are not, not easy to get a good night's sleep, but it was all part of it, you know? (laughs) Did you do it again? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I actually did a tour about, I think two, two summers ago, ago now with so far sounds in the Midwest Mm -hmm. of the U S. So really those like small tours that 
I put together myself are so, um, so important for me because it not only um, is a way for me to get out and in new places and have new people hear me, it's also such a form of inspiration. And if you get to do it with some other creative people, then that's the best part. No, for sure. I always had this, um, I guess, question in mind. Like, what, what was the the biggest, you know, audience you played towards, played to? Hmm, that's a good question. I think it was actually this contest called Humos Rock Rally, which is a rock contest in Belgium, and I got selected to play in the live shows. And it wasn't really my my genre, I think. Um, I was the only singer-songwriter there. Most of the other bands were either pretty hard rock or metal or punk, so it was pretty random. Um, but by the end of the night, I would say maybe four or 500 people, um, and I was the last one to go on around midnight. So it was a really random show overall, but uh, yeah, that, that was probably it. <laughs> and what about the smallest one? The smallest one was a so far sounds show in brooklyn actually mm -hmm. three years ago i think that's one of my best shows i've ever played it was between 15 and 20 people in this little narrow hallway in a co-working space it sounds really weird but um at the end there was this mirror that also had lights in it so it looked like there were infinite lights and that's what you performed in front of and it was just the most cool magical gig ever and I do this thing with intimate shows where I pass around a notebook and let people write or draw or whatever they feel like doing mm -hmm. and in that show someone actually wrote a really beautiful poem that I ended up making into a song so that was wow. that was like one of the definitely one of the coolest experiences and overall I I prefer small shows for that intimacy with the audience you just answered my next question because I always I always wondered, you know, does the audience size matter in the sense like, you know, do you feel like you've accomplished more if you play to a bigger audience or a smaller audience or is it just different? That's a good question. I think um, at this stage in my career, smaller audiences are just way more impactful because I can actually connect with people, new people in a way um, that they can really get to know me. Mm -hmm. And I think the big shows that I would be playing now, it could be really great to support another band, to open for them and get a whole new crowd. Um, but at this point, I think the most I'm getting is, is out of the small shows. Mm -hmm. I'd love to do big shows with great, great sound engineers and um, just beautiful acoustics. I think that's what makes some bigger shows really really beautiful mm -hmm. like imagine playing at the royal albert hall in in london that that just would be so so amazing um but yeah they're just different mm -hmm. have you been writing music right now i haven't i haven't been writing music because we were just starting to set up and it's it's been kind of strange i think a lot of artists have gone into it really delving into music and mm -hmm. seeking it as a therapy for what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. And then I also know that a lot of people are having a hard time writing right now, just figuring out their thoughts and, and what's going on. So I think, I think I'm still maybe in that a little bit. And, um, but I, I'm starting to feel more inspired as, as the weeks go on, as the newness kind of goes away and 
I'm trying to find a place and everything. So yeah, I'm definitely excited to start writing again. Um, but just haven't really until now. So you, you, did you have a couple of shows that were canceled because of this? Yeah, I had a few shows that were canceled, um, but mainly it's just been difficult because we moved to Brooklyn at the beginning of February. So we were just getting set up job-wise, uh, apartment-wise, just kind of everything came together. So I definitely had a few shows planned, but this was these first few months were my, my time to get like solid with all of that. So um, it's, it's been just kind of a, a volatile period in general, I think. So how have you been using this time? I've been doing a lot of visual art, to be honest. So as a, <laughs> as a kid, I, when I, whenever I had a nightmare, which is, this is kind of a, a weird story, but my mom would always just put uh, a piece of paper and, and some colored pencils out for me. And that was my therapy every time. And I could go to bed feeling a lot better. And mm. it's really stuck with me over the years. And so now I'm, focusing on that it's something really nice to just get get invested in and forget everything around you so I've been doing that daily and then also working working on this EP we're in the process of getting it mastered and just trying to figure out all the logistics on that end Um, but really trying to keep a balance between working and also just doing creative things and being with my dog and my boyfriend that um (laughs) Just give me peace, you know? Sure. How long have you been working on the EP for? Some of these songs have been written a while ago, but really working on the recording process has been probably about a year Mm -hmm. because I was working full-time living in LA at a post-production studio Mm -hmm. as an engineer. So it was really on just the weekends or any time after work that I could get it done. But I put together a really wonderful team in LA and I'm so excited to be working with them. I was actually supposed to fly out this April, um, like mid April to do the videos for, for two of the songs and, um, just get, get all, all the visual stuff finished up. Um, so yeah, I think definitely just kind of changing, changing around our work process and our workflow a little bit to suit what's going on right now. Um, Hopefully it won't take too much longer, too much longer than anticipated, mm-hmm. but I would say it'll have taken about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Do you, what's your biggest goal, you know, in music? Like what, what do you want to achieve? My biggest goal is to create something that means something to people, whether it's a few people or a lot of people, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I think I'm constantly reaching this goal. If I keep performing, if I keep writing music that sits with people or helps them in any way, that's it. And um, I would be very lucky to make a living out of music. Um, and I, that's probably my, my biggest goal is just being able to do this and, and make a living out of it. Mm-hmm. and connect with people along the way, um, both creatively, emotionally, um, philosophically. Mm-hmm. Just, um, yeah, it's, it's really what, what I like devoting my life to. And if that's possible for the future, then that's all I want. Mm-hmm. And why is that important to you? 
I think autonomy has always been really important to me as a kid, just um, growing up, I always have a vision <laughs> for something. And um, especially when it comes to creative things, it's just what I feel most myself doing. So the idea of making that into something that I can sustain myself with for the rest of my life is, it just feels completely right. <laughs> Do do you have someone like that, you know, that inspired you that way? Um, honestly, it's been a lot of just motivating myself. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it, in my immediate family, no one's really chosen the creative path, but um, my grandfather did have a lot of that in him. He was in musical theater and uh, played played piano and and sang. And even though I didn't know that part of him as well, I always think about that when I'm creating because I know it's it's in my heritage somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that that definitely um, inspires me. Just thinking about where where these creative things might be coming from in my family, and um, then also just the people you surround yourself with. I think you can really create a, a good community of people that stimulate you to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Usually, I like to ask people, um, you know, how do you feel that New York City has changed you at all? But I mean, you were only there for about a what month and a half, two months. Yeah, I mean, I used to live in in New York. I lived in New York for two years when I was in audio school mm-hmm. um, in 2016, and then 2018, I moved to LA for almost two years, and now I'm back. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's kind of interesting coming and going. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like that, you know, East Coast, New York City thing has, has changed you at all? Do you think it has? Do you feel like you're more, I guess, aggressively trying to get what you want? It's definitely a tough place. Um, it's a, it makes you strong. If it's, it, it's really not a lie when they say, if you make it here, you can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, not a, it's not an easy place to live. Very expensive um, I think it's definitely made me take my career goals more seriously, mm-hmm. just kind of putting myself in a place like New York. Um, there's really nothing else you can be doing. Like you're there to pursue what you want or you get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's given me a lot of focus and a lot of strength. Um, but it's definitely a, a hard place to live for especially someone who likes to be out in nature so much. Sure. Um, and it's, it's given me even more respect for just being outside um, and <laughs> nature around us. It's, um, we really can't take it for granted. Awesome. Is there anything you, you want to leave with? Anything you want to promote? Um, no, just uh, I'm really excited about this EP. I've been writing songs and performing since... 2014 and this feels like the first project that's completely what I want it to be Mm -hmm. so I'm just really excited to put it out in the world and there's five different songs on there they're all different themes but um, are supposed to make you feel good if not if not happy then melancholic which is also a great feeling Mm -hmm. Um, and it's inspired mainly by being on the west coast and uh, just following following your your path you know and trying to figure figure out what that is so just very very excited to share it with everyone 
Awesome. Well, hopefully this uh, you know, virus ends soon so we can go to one of your shows. <laughs> I would hope so too. There will definitely, that's the one cool thing. Once this is all over, people are going to be so down to go to live music yeah. and just, um, you know, be, be around each other. I'm, I'm really excited for that. I think people are going to be very, very grateful to have that sense of community again. Definitely. And it's not going anywhere. That's the beautiful thing about New York. Like everyone's still there, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Evelyn. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, no, this is a uh, kind of a weird arrangement. <laughs> it is, but it's it's what we can do, right? So <laughs> making it work. Exactly. Awesome. Thanks so much, Evelyn. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.